0: Greetings! Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy, otherwise known as the uh, hip-hop room, the dance capital of the world, whatever you want to call it. We are rocking out to uh, heading into week three of fantasy football. Thanks for joining me here today. Hopefully you guys did well last week. First, before I forget, because I always forget, please rate us on iTunes. It takes a couple seconds and it's really important to grow the podcast so, please do that. Also, drop me an email if you have any questions or want to talk about strategies or players to go for, who to buy, who to sell, crap like that, fantasy at yahoo.com, fantasy at yahoo.com, and I'll do my best to help you out. I always try, I don't always succeed, but I always try. Give them my best effort, that's all we can ask. Now let's talk about some teams, shall we? Let's get right into it here. Pretty exciting week two. Bunch of quarterbacks hurt, which was uh, well, it didn't really do anything for me because I don't have any of them. But my teams, I have eleven, my well, twelve and count, including the Joes. My regular teams were nine and two, and Joes was also one. So I finished ten and two for the week. I also lost one of those uh, one of those games by point three, thanks to Le'Veon Bell's fumble, which is kind of a little uh, ice pick to the eye because I'm a Jets fan. So they had to stick it to me a little bit harder. So that was great. Out of all my teams, I have one that's 0-2. The rest are either 1-1 or a 2-0. I think I have four, four or five that are 2-0. I think four. I think four, are 2 and 2-0. The rest are 1-1, and 1, whatever. My 0-2 team isn't that bad, so I'm not going to panic yet. But there are going to be people, people panicking. There's lots of 0-2 teams out there that are going to be panicking. That's my cat. So if you hear him, I'm not abusing him. He just wants to get in the window, desperately. All right. Successful. So there's lots of teams out there that are going to be 0-2, and and they're still active. When teams get down like 1-5, 0-4, 0-5, 2-7, things like that, they're done. So right now at their 0-2, it's time to get on them. We're going to call it the uh, 0-2. The 0-2, take advantage of the 0-2 teams. I can't think of a proper proper term to to call it, but we're going to go after those 0-2 teams hard. Hard. Let's talk about some ads real quick. A lot of uh, a lot of players on the wire you might want to pick up. Is uh, it Demarcus, Demar, Marcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, uh, Raheem Mostert, Frank Gore? Unfortunately, because he's freaking old and terrible. DJ Chark, DK Metcalf, Rodney Allison, Jalen Samuels. He's more of a handcuff thanks to uh, the injury to John Connor, James Connor. I always call him John Connor. Damn it, James Connor. Adrian Peterson. Ito Smith is a handcuff because, you know, Devontae Freeman's been terrible. Uh, Let's see. Alexander Madison, also a handcuff. You might want to keep on your team. Who else we got here? Chase Edmonds, handcuff. We got Terry McLaurin, the receiver. And we have Josh Allen if you're looking for a quarterback. If you're one of the guys that lost a quarterback this weekend, go get Josh Allen before somebody else scoops him up. Josh Allen, otherwise Garoppolo might be still there. I don't know. Gonna be a, you're in a bad way if you took Drew Brees in the, in the sixth round or seventh round, and you don't have anybody else on your team. You might have to go. You might have to go with Jameis if he's there. If somebody drops Cam, you're picking him up. Players that you could drop and let go: Justice Hill. He's not really a handcuff. I'd let him go. If, I mean, I wouldn't let him go unless there's somebody more valuable. I would let him go for DK Metcalf for sure, Nicole Hardman, you know, Demarcus Robinson, uh, Adrian Peterson, even. Jalen Samuels, even. I mean, they're all closer to being more relevant than he is. CJ Anderson, if you have him, you can let him go. Daryl Henderson, he can go. Robbie Anderson, really. Really, Robbie Anderson, I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, but there's a difference between the Jets and the Saints or the Steelers. When the Jets lose a starting quarterback, the entire team just falls into disarray and. And everybody gets downgraded or gets dropped. I mean, Le'Veon Bell right now is downgraded. He's probably a round three guy. The receivers you can pretty much get rid of without with Luke Falk there. They're going to be they're not going to win a game really until Darnold comes back, and by then it might be too late. The other team might have given up, so they're going to be pretty horrible, unfortunately. So Robbie Anderson can go. I mean, I'd much rather have DK Metcalf or the Chiefs' receivers than uh, than Robbie Anderson. Dante Pettis, you can let him go. Marvin Jones hasn't has been like an afterthought. I wouldn't let him go for 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 Edo Smith, really. You know, if it's something like that, then I would keep Marvin Jones. But if there's somebody you need, if you need Greg Olson off the wire, then you're taking Greg Olson off the wire. Jared Cook been terrible. You could uh, let him go for someone like Greg Olson. Who else we got here? We got Dante Moncrief, who has just been an absolute disaster, and. Unbelievable disaster. So if you have them, cut them loose. And you got some quarterbacks that may be hanging on. If you have Trubisky, let him go. Jameis, he could be let go. Cam is probably a hold unless you desperately need that roster spot. Uh, and you got Kenyon Drake as well, who I would hold because if he gets traded, he might have some some value again. You know, if he goes to the Niners or, jeez, who else could he go to that has that doesn't really have a running back? If Connor would be out you know for, for for the season or for an extended period I would just hang on to uh Drake unless you unless you absolutely need that spot then he can go away let's talk about some buy low guys because right now is the time to be striking everybody's still active and you can get some bargains you're not gonna be able to you know fleece a guy oh let's call it the fleecing the fleecing of the 0 two the great fleecing the great week post week two fleecing let's let the fleecing begin sorry I got excited. You're not going to be able to uh, fleece a guy for Alvin Kamara now, but now he's more attainable. Kamara's going to get downgraded slightly. Connor's going to get downgraded. If you're an owner of them guys, and you get somebody gives you, makes you a reasonable offer, then you might jump. You know, before before you're not trading Kamara. I mean, Kamara would have been like, I mean, you'd have to trade just too much to make it even make it even possible. But now, if he's a if he's a low second, low first rounder, you could trade David Johnson and maybe T.Y. Hilton. It might be able to work. So it's more attainable. Those are the guys I'm going for first. So right now, by low, we got the Saints. We got Alvin Kamara. We got uh, the receiver, Michael Thomas, uh Tyler Boyd off the Bengals, Juju and John and James Conner. The Steelers again. I'm not a big Juju guy. I didn't have him nearly as high as other, you know, industry industry geniuses did. I never believed he was a top five receiver, uh, so I don't have him on any team because I'm not going to overdraft him. But now he may be attainable if you if you, you know, mark Ingram and John Browns. So that's something I would offer for Juju. And whether or not the guy who's 0 2 wants to make that deal, well, that's another thing. But if they if they just lost a few players. If they're struggling, if they need holes to fill, if they have holes to fill, you know it's worth a shot. And we got David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Sony Michelle, George Kittle. Those are all guys I'd be looking for. Adam Thielen as well. Even though I'm not really sold on the Vikings' passing attack, I think Thielen Thielen still has a good chance of uh, providing wide receiver one numbers. Robert Woods. I actually got Robert Woods today in the trade. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I wouldn't uh, trade a ton for him. Cooper Cup is back and he's going to suck the targets. But Robert Woods is still a thousand yard, you know, thousand to eleven hundred yard guy with six, seven touchdowns. Still a solid option to have as as your number two receiver or a flex option even. So if you could pry him away for a two for one, again, these are all targets of the of the last few teams. That's why you got a lot of guys here who are struggling or not not starting off really hot. When guys are 0-2, they start to panic a little bit. They, say, hey, you know, I got to do something here. Yeah, if I go 0-3, the season's over. So it's time for them to step up and make a trade. That's what they think. I'm 0-2 right now, and I'm not panicking. My team's pretty good. That that 0-2 team is better than some of my 1-1 teams, so it's gonna be okay for me. But a lot of these people are gonna freak out. And if they got James Conner at running back, they might start sweating. If they got Michael Thomas at receiver, you know, it's time to time to hit them with an offer that could at least on paper, improve their team. You're not going to overpay for Michael Thomas. No, 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 no. You're going to come in with an offer that's going to suit your team and hopefully make you better. A couple other guys here. we got Mike Evans, who's been terrible the first two games, but he should turn it around. Uh, we have David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. Like I just said, David Bell's a third-rounder. So if you could do something with maybe Marlon Mack? Mack in a sweetener? I'd rather have Bell than Mack. Or Mark Ingram in a sweetener. Something like that. Whether or not the the guy who's in, you know, ninth who's 0 2 or 10th who's in 0 2 wants to trade away their first round pick, well, that's up to them. But you're gonna make him an offer that at least they get two players that are good and two players with some upside. Joe Mixon as well. And uh, Phillip Philip Lindsey, even though he's been terrible, I'd still I'd still make an offer for him because I think he's better than Royce Freeman. Freeman's looked pretty good so far, but that's why you know I, I, I'd make an offer for, for Lindsey, but it's not going to be a lot. People that trade high, Lamar Jackson, number one on the list. He could easily have a great season. If you have Lamar Jackson, there's a good chance that he wasn't your first quarterback taken. You probably haven't even started him. You may have somebody, uh, who might you have? You may have Baker, or you may have, who the hell y'all? Who might you have? You might have Cam. You're starting if you have Cam. If you have Baker, you can try to trade Baker. There's people out there that lost their starting quarterbacks. Roethlisberger and Breeze, it's a good chance that those teams didn't have backups. I wouldn't have a backup if I had those guys. So they're going to be scraping the wire. And they'd much rather have Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson. Depends on who you like better. You may want to ride out Lamar and just ship out Baker. Either way, you could trade a quarterback right now if you have two good ones. So if you have Lamar, he's probably your second one. Maybe you, have, maybe you just freaking... Locked into it and got Mahomes and and Lamar. But either way, Lamar could go. If he's your only quarterback, then you, obviously you're not trading him. But if you have a surplus, then start hitting up those teams that are that are quarterback needy. Uh, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Antonio Brown, Todd Gurley, and Sammy Watkins. Gurley hasn't been great, but he is getting some run. And he you only know, he scored a touchdown. Maybe able to t- maybe able to uh, trade him for Bell. Maybe Gurley and T.Y. Hilton, Gurley and Thielen, Gurley and Mike Evans, something like that for Camara. That's not a bad offer. But for me? I don't, I don't take two for ones, but to me, to make it, it seems reasonable. That's what you want to do. You want to seem reasonable when you're fleecing this 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 uh, individual who's started off 0-2. So those are some trade high candidates. It could can be anybody really. I mean, you could try to trade Kelsey to the guy who has Kittle. You trade Kelsey for Kittle if you're if you're if you're the guy who's 0-2, maybe you start shipping off a couple of your parts, but do it in a way that you get a, a massive amount back. So maybe you ship Kelsey for Kittle and uh, Kittle Kittle and Connor. Something like that. Kittle or Kelsey and somebody for uh Camara. There's ways that you can improve your team without fleecing yourself. Some defenses to add. We got Dallas versus Miami. Dallas is a team that, if you're thinking ahead, you could, have, you could have scooped them up already. I didn't. I probably should have. You know, I got the Patriots now on like four or five teams because I was thinking ahead the week before. And they just dominated. Oh, my goodness gracious. The Patriots. God bless them. God bless their defense. Even though I hate the Patriots. I'm a Jets fan. But, man, that defense is amazing. So you got Dallas. That should really be a number one priority. Unless you're desperate for a running back, a like Raheem Mostert, or a receiver like McCall Hardman, go grab the Dallas defense. It should be your number one number one claim. Otherwise, you have Tennessee versus Jacksonville. They're going to be high up there too, but you probably don't need to claim them. Uh, Carolina versus Arizona. You have Buffalo versus Cincinnati. San Francisco versus uh, Pittsburgh. And Tampa Bay versus the Giants. You're going to have a new quarterback in in in, in Giants Land now, so Tampa Bay might be able to turn up the heat a little bit. And they looked uh, looked a lot better last week than they did the week before. So that might be a team that if you if you can't find anybody else off the wire, you go with Tampa Bay or San Francisco because they're starting new quarterbacks, and you never know how it's going to turn out. So I, I mean, this is this is the entire reason why I don't draft his freaking defense. The Puma, who longtime listeners have uh, you know seen appear on here a few times, he's a defense guy. That dude drafted Cleveland on every team he has. I think he has six teams. He has a Cleveland defense on every one. Now, the Cleveland defense isn't bad. They're not great. They had a great night last night because they played my my hapless Jets. But what are you going to do when you have the Rams D or the Vikings D or the Browns D or the Chargers D and you got Dallas on the wire or New England on the wire or whoever's playing Dallas or whoever's playing Miami? If the Jets are playing Miami, I'm taking the Jets' defense. It's crazy. Miami looks ridiculous. The Jets are really bad. but They're not Miami bad. The Jets are normal, just normal bad. Normal terrible. Like 3-13 and 13 bad. Miami's a whole new level of terrible. So what are you going to do if you're stuck? I mean, are you going to drop your ninth round defense or 8th round defense? What if you had the Bears' D? You, you took them in the 7th round or 6th round. What are you going to do with the Bears' D? You know that when they play the Packers, they're not going to put up as many points as Dallas Will versus Miami. There's a real good chance Dallas is going to put up 20-something points. Bears might put up 10. The Rams might have put up 8. I mean, what are you going to do? You just stick yourself into a corner. That's the problem with kickers as well. Even though I love Tucker and you got Zerline out there, a couple of high-end kickers like Butker as well. Really, those are the three best kickers. And if you have any of those three, you're probably not going to drop them. So you're kind of stuck. Even if they have a bad matchup or somebody else might have a better matchup. It's not really a great example. I'm sorry I went there. Kickers are kickers, but defenses—they do matchups do matter a lot more. So I'm happy to stream them all over the place because I really just don't want to drop a draft pick. So I'm looking ahead, you know who who plays Miami next? Who's got a great matchup coming up? And we have some really bad teams right now. We have the Jets. We have Miami. You're gonna have uh, the Giants. are gonna be bad. Possibly. I mean, Jones. Maybe maybe Jones is better. The Redskins. They're terrible. You're gonna have Arizona; they're not good. You're gonna have possibly even the two new teams of quarterbacks. I mean, you're gonna have Pittsburgh; It could be a turnover machine. You could have uh, Bridgewater just be Mr. Mr. Interception. Plus, you still got Indianapolis, who is a, still a, a good team, but you have a interception machine at quarterback as well. And Jacoby Brissett, he he's he's not bad; he's better than the other guys, but. You know you could if you have the right matchup against them, it's gonna be a good day for you. So it's really important not to get married to these defenses unless you're the Patriots like I do on like five teams now because I, those team those teams are set for the next really till the bye week, you know four weeks, four or five weeks they're they're good to go. But otherwise, you're streaming defenses. And it's important to think ahead. I've mentioned it pretty much every episode that I've done. You gotta be planning ahead. You gotta to look towards Thursday, look towards the weekend. Who can you pick up? Because at least on Yahoo, you can cycle those bench players. Just because they've played doesn't mean that you have to keep them on your team. They're not locked in your bench. They play, you drop them, pick up somebody who has not played. You can do that all weekend long. On Yahoo, I don't know about the other platforms because I really don't care about the other platforms. The other platforms are, but not for me. I'm a Yahoo guy. So on Yahoo, for sure, you got a guy on the bench he plays. He's terrible. You drop him, pick up somebody who has not played yet. You can do that all the way until Monday night game, so you can turn over your bench several times, you know, trying to pull these free lotto tickets out. So one of the things you can do are defenses and kickers, you know, uh, on some of these waiver pickups. My bench is pretty good, or on some of these teams I don't have any any guys to drop. You know, I'd rather not drop Corey Davis yet. I'd rather not drop Curtis Samuel, so I'll drop my freaking kicker. Big deal, Jason Myers. I'll drop him. Or unfortunately, I picked up Matt Prater on a couple teams last week. Freaking guy he was terrible. So maybe you drop Matt Prater. Now you don't have a kicker, right? But going into the Thursday night game, you don't need a kicker unless you want, unless you have to have that kicker. But you don't need a kicker until really until whatever game you want, you know, on the weekend. You could pick him up for the Monday night game. You could have a kicker, you could have no kicker the entire weekend and pick him up for the Monday night game. A little dangerous, but you could do that. So for Thursday night's game, we're gonna preview that a little bit right now. This is really the first step. This is Thursday night is just a free, it's a free game, a free chance for a handcuff, a free chance for for some value. So Thursday we got Tennessee at Jacksonville, right? So right now you're making your waiver claims, you're picking up guys, you're going to have players in the wire who play in this game on Thursday night. So if you're looking to get some value, some free value, turn over a roster spot here, T.D. Westbrook, he'll be available in some leagues. A.J. Brown, he'll be available in some leagues. Delaney Walker, he's available in a couple of my leagues still, and he should be picked up. Deion Lewis, he's probably available in every league. Corey Davis, he's available in probably half my leagues. DJ Chark, he'll be less available, but you can put a claim in for him now. What, what's it matter? Put a claim in for him and pick him up, right? And this guy, who I've never heard of before. So I'm hoping I get the right guy. Raquel Armstead, the handcuffed to Leonard Fournette. He's listed as the backup running back. I have no idea if that's true or not. That's what it says online. Why would you pick up the backup to Fournette? Because what's more important, a starting running back or a kicker? So if you have Chris Boswell, I mean, are, are, you a, are you related? Are, are you a close personal friend of Chris Boswell? Get rid of him. Pick up some freaking Thursday night guy. Deion Lewis would be a massive value if Derrick Henry got hurt and was out for a long period of time. Same with this Ryquell Armstead. He would be an instant RB2. RB 2-3, you know, easily. That's going to give you free value. You're trying to beat the guys to the wire, right? You're trying to beat the league to the waiver wire. You don't want to put in claims. I listed off, like, freaking 15 players that are going to be claimed this week. You know, the top guys to go for on the wire. Well, if you could grab one of these guys, like, I have McCoy Hardman on two teams because I picked him up before the weekend started. I dropped, I think, some of the Thursday night guys, yeah, we'll say that. I think I dropped a couple of Thursday night guys to pick up McCall, Hard, McCall Hardman. And, you know, he did pretty well. He's going to get picked up in every league. He should be picked up on every league. But I don't want to compete with those guys. You know, I want to use my waiver pickup for freaking Miami. Or whoever's playing Miami, like Dallas, you know. Just like I did with the Patriots. Go out either. If you can't get them early, put a, put a waiver claim in for them. Anyways, so you have Thursday night coming up. Go grab freaking AJ Brown or Deion Lewis. What's Deion Lewis gonna do for you that Jason Myers couldn't do for you on Thursday? Nothing. You're not playing Thursday Night Kicker, doesn't matter. And maybe Deion Lewis doesn't do doesn't do jack for you. Maybe he gets, you know, three snaps. Oh whatever. Now you drop him. And, you know, I read off all these guys on the wire. There's gonna be these guys still in the wire. Like, some of these guys are gonna exist still. And there's gonna be players that are still there. So maybe. Maybe you pick up Deion Lewis, he gets three snaps, whatever. And you drop him and pick up your kicker and you're done. You know, that's it. Or maybe you drop Deion Lewis and pick up a defense for the following week. It's it's all about being able to be flexible. Do things that the other league mates don't do. I actually saw a guy pick up a player in one of my leagues, like Sunday night at like 6 o'clock. And I thought, hmm, I wonder if he listens to, wonder if he listens to the podcast. So I've really never seen that. If you look at your transaction lists... It's always like the last one is always like Sunday at 10:30 in the morning or 11:30 in the afternoon, something like that, you know. And then there's no pickups all Sunday, all Sunday long. I'm always making pickups on Sunday after the the two main games, two main uh, the two main times are done. After the one o'clock and the four o'clock are finished, I'll grab somebody who's playing on Sunday night or Monday night, give me an extra shot. I want as many shots at at, at value as I can get. If I can get a lotto ticket out of that, great. I did for Tyrell Williams a couple of week, couple no, a week. Two weeks ago? Yeah, Before you know, last week he was the, the a high-waiver guy. I picked him up during the weekend on a couple teams, just like McCall Hardman. This will get you ahead. This will help build your team, keep you ahead of the rest of the guys in the league. You want to be able to crush them and destroy them. So you need to do a, a little bit of managing. That's what you're there for. So there we go. That's our Thursday night game. Those are the guys I'd be looking at. I mean, you could pick up somebody. You could pick up Mariota if you want. I I don't really see why he's never gonna be he's never gonna be Patrick Mahomes, so I, I you know I'd let him go. Um, but if Pittsburgh was playing on Thursday night, you could take a shot at uh, Mason Rudolph. Maybe he goes out and throws four touchdowns, and he is Patrick Mahomes. You know he was was a highly rated guy coming into the draft and coming out of college. So things like that when they when they when they happen, take those opportunities. Take those opportunities to improve. Take those opportunities to get some value. Maybe. Maybe, maybe Derrick Henry goes down for four weeks or six weeks, and you got Deion Lewis now. Well, I mean, you, you don't have a kicker. Big deal. You drop somebody else for a kicker. So you get Deion Lewis, and now all of a sudden you have some value. Maybe you could trade. You know, you could add Deion Lewis as a sweetener. It's it's all about being able to improve your team, finding the guys necessary, doing the little things. That'll help you get better. So let me talk about my trade real quick, and then we'll be finished. I promise. I, I made I only made one trade uh, this week so far. I sent out freaking 20 offers, and uh, none of them got accepted. This one got countered back to me, so I sent out a trade trying to get uh, George Kittle, because my tight ends on this particular team, I'm one and one, my tight end is Waller and Jared Cook, so I'm not really happy with with Waller or Cook. I mean, Waller's a a decent option, Cook has been horrible, I'd really rather not just Continue on with with those tight ends if I can help it. So I sent out a trade, you know. I I don't remember who it was. Two guys on my bench, and he sent me a counter: George Kittle for Austin Eckler. Which I have Eckler on three teams right now. I should have had him on four, but I traded him for Philip Lindsay before the season started. I don't want to talk about it. So so I have Eckler on three teams. I think three, maybe 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 four, maybe four. Damn, I can't remember. Yeah, so many damn teams. You just keep crap straight. Anyways, Eckler, he's running out of time. He's like a kitchen timer, you know. He's ready to go, like a butterball turkey pop-up timer. Eventually, Melvin Gordon's gonna come back, and boop, he's done. He he may get another week or two with Gordon back. That's if, that's if Gordon goes all the way to week eight, doesn't practice, whatever. Maybe he comes back for the last eight games, but doesn't play the first two couple games. He's back because he's you know not in shape, and Eckler's been doing well. So that's best case scenario, really. Best case scenario, Eckler loses the last six games. Worst case scenario is Gordon starts to freaking get some mortgage payments, and he's like, "God damn, I gotta go to work. I'll take that ten million. Let's do this." And he's back next week, and now you're out of you know you're you're holding the glass slipper when when, when uh, midnight strikes. I don't want to hold the glass slipper. I love Eckler. I wish he was playing all year, but I'm not going to sit by and and let him just, you know, lose all value to the point where I have to drop him in week nine or ten. That's not going to happen. So I'm trying to trade him. I'm pushing hard to trade him. And it was actually, you know, my little Eckler thing here. I got an email over the weekend about what to do about Eckler. Uh, I can't I can't remember the email. Christ Almighty! But he's asking me what you know. What should I do with the, should you do with Eckler? Should he should he be trading him for for what you know, somebody like David Montgomery, or should he be going for, for, for more players, for, for better players? Of course, my response is always go for better players. I want to get the best. But no one's gonna trade no one's gonna trade Kamara or Le'Veon Bell, even really, for Eckler. So you're gonna need to figure out is Carrion is Johnson the best you can do? And is it worth trading for Carrion Johnson now? When Eckler's gonna have six to eight more great games ahead of him. He's with his catching ability. He's really matchup proof. He's going to be going to be really good. He'll be able to go against anybody. You can deploy him. Feel confident he's going to get you your your 10 to 18 points. So it's tough. It's a tough call whether or not you want to suffer if you trade him for Sony Michelle, let's say, and Michelle you know splits time and doesn't get goal line work and gets taken out of blowouts and and shares shares catches and you know whatever. That's going to really hurt your team for the next six weeks. So I'm not interested in in trading in trading Eckler for somebody like Devin Singletary or uh, who else could it be? Crap, I can't. I don't know. Duke Johnson. I'm not making that trade. I'd rather have six weeks of great running back and then lose him than trade for Duke Johnson. But I do want to get somebody good back. So I'm trying to get receivers. I mean, I'm trying to package them for somebody like Michael Thomas. James Conner, yes, I guess. But I don't, I don't, you know, the, the, the brain inside him. He says, yeah, dummy, trade him for Connor. Are you crazy? But just my, my, my live in the moment kind of guy is like, you know what, man, he's doing great. Connor, he's been struggling. He's got a new quarterback. Oh, he's going to be downgraded. But I think you trade him. I think you trade Eckler for Connor if you can get that deal. Maybe Eckler and a a little bit of a sweetener and you go ahead and get an, an RB1. I think you have to. So anyways. This trade got offered to me, Kittle for Eckler, which is great because I don't have a tight end, and my running backs aren't great. I do have Gordon on this team, so that's helpful, and I do have Tyree Kill also, who's uh, who's out. So I've I've been hit a little bit with unluck, with unluckiness, and with the injury bug. So I I think it's a pretty fair trade, Kittle for Eckler. But I want to squeeze. I always want to squeeze, squeeze as much juice as I can from that from that berry. So I offered something else. I can't remember what it was, and he declined it. And then he offered me uh, George Kittle and Robert Woods for Eckler and John Brown. And I took it, because I think Woods is going to outperform John Brown over the, over the season. And I think Kittle is going to be a top three tight end. I, I hope. I, I really hope he yes. is. But that's, that's my, my rationale there, is I can get a stud tight end in Kittle, a third-round guy, uh, and and Robert Woods, who's you know a fifth round guy, but really for Eckler if, Eckler. if we were drafting right now, Eckler would be probably a third or fourth round guy, and John Brown would probably be a seventh or eighth round guy, sixth or seventh, sixth seventh eighth somewhere in there. But in in five weeks, Eckler is done. It could even be next week. Whenever whenever he comes whenever Gordon comes back, he's going to come back. So I think this sets me up pretty good for the future. I think it helps me in the, in the short term as well. So I'm pretty happy with it. That was my trade. If you have any thoughts, let me know. If I if I really uh, messed it up, I'd like to hear about it. Or if you have any trades, or you have any ideas that you're thinking about with Eckler, or or you have Kamara or Michael Thomas, you're not sure what to do. Let me know. AVG Joe's Fantasy Yahoo.com. AVG Joe's Fantasy Yahoo.com. And I'll uh have a little little communication. Love to hear what you have to say about that offer. And if you guys have anything going on, let me know. That's all we got for today. Short and sweet. Heading into Thursday night. Go grab those Thursday night guys. Be ready to drop them if they stink. It's a good chance they do. But if they don't, you're going to be the only one that's got them. Thanks for listening. Please, again, rate us on iTunes or whatever app you're using. And let's continue to crush fools. Let's crush them. Crush them. Let's turn 0-2 teams into 0-3 and out-of-the-league teams. Average Joe's out.